Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. To Fire Team Chat, Jimmy's Destiny Show. People said they wanted me to change the intro, so I did. What do you mean? Slightly. That was the same intro you always do. The same intro. Yeah. Anyway, there's nothing different. Welcome everybody. Joining me on the show today is Brian Malkowitz, who's here two weeks in a row. Wow. Wow. And Blessius is our guest this week. Blessius, thank thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for making the time to join us in the studio. And man. Uh, some updates on the TWAB this week. Let's talk about them. Basically, we are going to have so much to do in the world of Destiny in the coming months. Uh, we got a raid launch. we got the Vex Offensive, Hero and Legend Nightmare Hunt. Uh, let's go through some of these and start talking about some of the interesting points and stuff that really, really intrigued us as we go down the board. So, 10-5, raid launch. Brian, important question. Yep. Are you going to raid with us or not? <laughs> This is actually Maybe. happening right now, by the way, because I, I have a crew and we have so, a six. So you, ha- do you, have yeah. a, you have a six or do you have a spot open that you want me to fill? Well, we t- And are you streaming it on IGN when the raid launches? Yes, of course we'll stream Okay, it. then yeah, I'll join you. Okay, so yeah. Brian's in. We have a raid crew. It's me, you, Illegal Nut McCadley, and then two of their buddies. Okay. So it sounds like we've got six. Bless you. I'll, I'll go where the stream is. Bless you. Ten five. The first thing you need Shadow Keep for this is raid launch. you think you'll be raiding on day one? Um, I probably, mm-hmm. I, I most certainly will. Um, for me, I'm really excited because one, it's black garden, but like, I, I kind of, I'm not like a myelin or like a bife with lore, mm-hmm. but I'm super excited to see what the boss is. Is it going to be Kura, like the high vex God? You know, that's what I would love to see. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm excited for it. You're going to balance that between your borderlands and wow classic. <laughs> you going to hit 60 before the raid or what do you think? I, be? I, I'm too addicted to WoW, so I'm thinking <laughs> if I just knock that out, and then I'll be good for Destiny for for the rest of the year. Yeah, but yeah, when Destiny comes out, I'm all Destiny 100. I'll be honest; it is definitely Destiny week in October, but this week it's Borderlands. It's all week. about. Oh Borderlands. yeah, it's Borderlands week. Everybody's it's playing so Borderlands. Good, it's really fun. Uh, the loot game is great. That, that's the best part about that game, and that's why part of the reason we love Destiny so much. Uh, Brian, what was your favorite gun that you found? In Borderlands. Borderlands. Ooh, man. That's tough. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be called... It's a, it's a legendary called Quick Draw Monocle. Yeah. Um, I drop, it, it dropped when I, when I got, like... I don't know, like... When I was level 50. And this gun just... Just destroys everything with, like, one hit on a critical shot. Nice. And this is, this is even when I turn the game up to, like, Mayhem 1 or 2. <laughs> and it's, it's insane that, that that gun just destroys everything with one hit. Lessius and, and I are level... Nine. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. You're, you're eight. I'm nine. Sorry, in, in the <laughs> yeah. defense, you know, Brian we had the game. We had stuff. the game pre-release, so mm-hmm. I, I was able to level up fifty. Oh, I had the game before everybody. I'm Brian Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, dude. Uh, yeah. Okay. Back to Destiny. Ten five. Also, Vex Offensive Season of the Undying. Now, this one's really, really intriguing to me because it seems like uh, the Vex are going to be protecting themselves in some way. I'm really intrigued by the cinematic that we saw and everything. 
you guys have any thoughts about what we're going to be experiencing with with Vex offensive? Do you find it interesting that they've phrased it that way at all? Bless, yeah. bless you. Uh, the word offensive, I kind of get like a horde mode kind of thing, Ooh. especially how like they have like modifiers. I believe there's something else on the list that maybe says like it turns up a notch. Yeah, mm -hmm. Vex offensive final assault. Yeah, I don't know, it seems kind of like horde modey. And also, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was like a long time ago before D2 came out. I would say before Age of Triumph in D1, um, the company that makes the CGI for Destiny yeah. and Bungie, they showed that. Yeah, they Cinematic. leaked it forever ago, right? Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was... Is that the one where they're rising up out of the water? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got uh, or probably the raid or the Vex milk or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Deej, when he was at Gamescom, remember he was all tongue in cheek about it. He's like, the all new cutscene you've never seen before. <laughs> and will not see for another <laughs> year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really sucks about that. That's a good point, though. A horde mode with Vex. That's, that yeah. would be really, really cool. What do you think, Brian? That'd be fun, right? I think Minotaurs, so. yeah, like yeah, yeah. bigger Minotaurs. I mean, I, I, if, if we're going that, I hope it's, you know, in the vein of Prison of Elders. In the sense. I know, I know mm -hmm. we had, you know, Vex in the yeah. Prison of Elders, you know, with the, with the giant bosses and all that stuff like that. So I'm hoping it's sort of in the vein like that. I got to be honest. If there's still a stomp mechanic, I hope they have, like, yeah. bouncy things there's on the side of the thing. There's going to be a stomp mechanic. So that you just bounce. Like, just own yeah. it. Okay, we have stomp mechanics there's in There's going game. to be a Let's stomp mechanic. Let's make it goofy. The walls have stomp mechanics yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, um... 10 slash 8, Hero and Legend Nightmare Haunts. So we know that Eris is sort of going crazy or whatever. We know we're going to be fighting nightmares. This sounds cool. We already know that Crota is going to be there. We saw Skolas in the teaser footage we saw earlier. Gaul too as well. Gaul. Yeah. Who is somebody that we haven't seen that you're like, ooh, I'd like to that, fight that, that character? Omnigul. Omnigul? Omnigul. I, th I think they might have teased Omnigul. They, probably, yeah. I'm sure. Like, you, yeah, How do you do like a hive a scary moon theme without bringing mm -hmm. Omnigal back. Yeah. What about you? You got one? Yeah, I'm trying to think. And uh, the only one that's weak to me is Gull because I'm like, oh, it's Gull. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, all, yeah. everyone else is cool. It's <laughs> just like, oh, it's Gull. Can we just forget about that guy? Like, like <laughs> when, I, when I finally did my Hunter, we DPSed him so much as soon as he went vulnerable oh. that he went through all his oh, death yeah, animations yeah. Supers at, at once. once. <laughs> like, all his death animations happened, happened at once, uh, and it was hilarious. Like, for, to me, it was funny. To nobody else, I guess. But anyway, uh, I would really like to see Oryx. Let's see what they could do with oryx because like that whole encounter where he's gigantic in the raid you guys remember that yes. yeah 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 that, i think that'd be that interesting be if really they brought cool. that back but i'm not sure i mean i mean would that would that would the game benefit anyway from bringing that encounter back i mean they're bringing back gall they're bringing back yeah yeah all these I, other characters I, I guess we don't, i'm not we don't saying know i'm not saying the, the context, entirety of the but, encounter right but just the larger than life oryx sure. i think yeah. reliving that with a twist on it so if it's like exactly if yeah if we're not exactly. going back and we're like wait a minute this is just the raid boss yeah from king's fall but yeah or like what if you fight all the nightmares and then the big nightmares oryx because yeah. it's all tied to eris morn right and right, her whole right. involvement was with the oryx storyline i would not be surprised if we end up fighting this guy again i think it would be a great final boss with like the dlc and like what if, like, uh, I'm just saying this, I know it probably won't happen, but you know when you beat Rise of Iron, you get the sword? What if you beat this and you get Touch of Malice because you defeated it? It's like, but it's like, you know, maybe a nightmare version of Touch oh, of Malice. Be, I think that'd be cool. Ooh, yeah, One thing I would, I'd want to see lore-wise is, you know, in Destiny 1, um, one, of er one of Eris is like, what happened to Eris when they went down into the pit? Yeah. You know, and her entire fire team died. Ooh, like so reliving her that. nightmare. As either reliving that or like has something ha like some like you know in rise in rise of iron when you were saying um, when all of those people came back to life yeah and you have to fight them in some mm. way 
into some some coolest. You're the murderer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a cool idea. I would like to live any of those lore moments that have sort of been hinted at for us to be able to experience those as players. That would be so cool. Yeah. One hundred percent. And a good way to tie Tolan into that too, because like he could literally be like that wisp that takes you down there too. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Getting chills. Well, we'll see what it actually is. It's probably just like a we game don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to. like giving yeah. ourselves chills and happiness for something that may not happen. I don't so, want to get excited. So the run of show this week is basically let's go over everything that was on the list and sort of speculate. So we're sort of having fun. In addition, uh, Iron Banner will be free to all Destiny players. Uh, Exotic Quest Leviathan's Breath, the bow, will be part of Season on Un- of Undying, which comes is with Shadowkeep, by the way. Is that bow that they were teasing with, that didn't have yes. a name that they throw and it kind of just yeah. blew enemies like back out of the, yeah. wherever they were standing? Yeah, so that's 10... The motorcycle one. <laughs> the bike yeah. chain. That is 1022. That seems cool. And it's a quest. Love that. Uh, Festival of the Lost, 1029 to 1119. That will be free to all players. How do you think they're going to change of the that? cost? Yeah, yeah, festival of the cost. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> hope they like it wasn't bad. Um, it was the the haunted forest. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping they do something a little different with that because then they kind of like reused that. I think I forget what event it was that they did um, this I, year. I know that kind of was about. on the same vein. Oh, it was the um, it was the one where everybody complained about it because it made you power more powerful in comp. What was that? What was that? Uh, oh, where there? like you had like uh, things going on. Yeah, I'm like blanking you could have, on like, the name. Infinite grenades. Yeah, yeah. What I was blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> it started with think, an R. Think about it. Revelry. The revelry. Yeah. Revelry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they kind of reused that idea with the revelry mm-hmm. of the haunted forest. So I'm kind of hoping they do something a little different. Also, I'm curious if there's going to be a spookier horror story, like uh, the ooh, really yeah. spooky. Yeah, so you got story. you got you got you got this this shadow keep coming out. It's a very haunting, yeah, uh, dark story, and like that's what Festival of the Lost is. It's just all about you know, all, you know, just spookiness. So it's like they got to yeah. kind of one up it in sort of a way. Actually, I never got horror story the the AR, oh, and yeah, yeah, with yeah. the other news that we're going to be going over about the weapon buffs and how ooh, ARs I'm are getting a thirty use horror story like a twenty five to thirty percent buff. Horror yeah. story could be pretty clutch after that event. But also happening on 1029, we're getting a new dungeon. I really, really like the dungeons in Destiny that we've got. Well, the, the, one one, the one dungeon that we've got to experience this far. And I cannot wait to see what they do again. This has me really excited. That's funny because I read that as like, I, 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 it's probably because I was playing too much WoW, but like <laughs> I was reading Dungeon as a strike. And so like, huh, oh, new strike. But like it's, now that you say dungeon, I'm yeah. like, whoa, like... Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. Get a what? New Shattered Throne. Yeah, so like yeah. Shattered Throne, this yeah. super challenging dungeon. It's I I like that encounter a lot, and it's just cool that they're they're like finally releasing the second one. I'm excited to see what they got to throw at us. I think we can take it down though. Yeah. New PvP mode, Momentum Control. Momentum Control. So it's going to involve movement and holding points. I hope it's not. I hope it's not movement. exactly what it shows, and it's just momentum is on during control. <laughs> if, if it's like if we're taking it literally it's just the momentum oh buff or debuff whatever you want to i am now officially on. less excited that one's free I, for I, everybody. I really doubt that i mean it might out, be man. sorry i doubt yeah. that's what it is but yeah. <laughs> if we're taking it at face value that's what it looks like to me thanks brian sorry <laughs> you ruined it moving on <laughs> what else we got here Sorry, I lost my spot. Give me a second. Momentum Control, 1029, Exotic Quest Divinity, the laser beam. Oh, is that a new um, trace? Yep. Laser. I call it laser. And 1005, First Raid Challenge. Hmm. I thought they got rid of challenges. I yeah. did, too. What's a raid well, challenge? Well, I mean, yeah. they could be something different. I mean, hopefully it's more 
raid wide rather than just encounter specific. Hmm. I like how challenges were in D1 where like you had to take uh what's that boss? Not Fogoth, but Gogoroth. Gogoroth and you had to yeah. do it like a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um I remember back in the day when they first did the Taken King raid, uh like challenges. And I remember um uh back when like Holtzman was at uh uh, planet destiny and like his review of like it was like oh it's not challenging i remember yeah. just all the rees of like actually i'm having a pretty hard time with it <laughs> like i remember that so vividly yeah, so when i think challenges yeah. that's why i have flashback challenges there. created something interesting too where at some point during like when you find out the specific like the really really good strat to do a challenge mm-hmm. you you take it and you're like wait this actually might be the more the easier way to actually complete yeah the encounter even when the challenge isn't it's active. like it's like here's the challenge it's almost I've, teaching you how they thought you would do the encounter yeah like maybe and maybe then you're like, like it was oh. that way. maybe it was that way with uh with oryx in mm-hmm. king's fall because i i the, if i remember correctly the challenge was to destroy all like four orbs at a time yes um, at the all same four, at, at all of them at once and it's yeah. like at some point I, when you were playing we're like man this is actually better yeah and more efficient than mm-hmm. doing it what we've always done yeah yeah uh i think more chances to fail though but like if, sure. you, but got if you got it, it down, down if you got it down yeah for sure yeah. and then final 11 slash 19 vex offensive final assault part of season on of undying so that will be the continuation of the 10 fives thing so remember back in the day when bungie was talking about their development cycle and how they want to provide regular updates and stuff like that if they can maintain this cadence through december into the next expansion this is a really really strong cadence and there is a lot to do from launch all the way until eleven nineteen, it seems like we're going to be having consistent activities weekly weekly yeah so every week you're going to have a reason to sign in and i think that's their i would guess that's their design goal i, I imagine us, there'll right? be a yeah. little bit of a lull between eleven nineteen and whatever the next season is after that right maybe yeah I we'll think, see uh, december is when they usually put like your cur- curse of oofs and like uh mm-hmm. every like uh Black oh, armories, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, those are those are December things, and plus, then they also have the uh, the winter event solstice. No, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, what is that? I keep on forgetting all these event names. Oh, uh, winter, winter, winter of solstice. No, solstice. <laughs> winter solstice. Of solstice of heroes. The dawning. I can't remember the, the dawning. dawning. Okay. The dawning. Man, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I haven't been playing this game for five years. Anyway, that's everything that's coming down the road, but also in the TWAB. Uh, these have me really excited. So first of all, they said that mods are going to be converted to unlocks. We knew that was on the way. Uh, minor enemies are going to take more precision damage, and they've done sweeping I thought it changes. was the other way around. No, they're going to take more, right? Can you check for us, Blessius? Yeah, I, I, I thought yeah. the... I thought the I thought, did, forgive me if I'm wrong here. I Read thought, the I specific the, quote that Brian's getting wrong. I think the minor enemies are supposed to take less precision damage. From them Minor enemies uh, rank and file no longer take precision damage uh, than other enemies. More uh, so, enemies yeah. perfe- Oh, they yeah, don't take then- more precision damage than other enemies. I did have it wrong. Okay, I just so did, they take. I just didn't want to get destroyed damage. in the in the comments section. No, I will now. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking out for you. Yeah. No. Okay. So sorry about that. I miswrote on my show notes, but they're trying to balance out all these buffs mm-hmm. so that way yeah. they're just not just 
mowing everybody down. And let's talk about those. There, there's uh, three that are specifically notable. We'll go over all of them, but we'll start with the three most notable. Auto rifles, 25 to 30% buff. Now, this buff depends on the ranking of the enemy, basically. Yeah. And man... That is a big buff. That's huge. Yes. So I think auto rifles are going to be more viable mm -hmm. in PvE anyway. Yeah. We'll see what ends up happening with PvP. P yeah. yeah. They didn't really Soros is going to take over. Think oh, of bring it all, back, baby. <laughs> think of all the gambit challenges that you had to do with the auto rifle to get your... Oh, yeah. You remember how you had, much you of a pretty much had breakneck? Yeah, you pretty yeah, much had breakneck. to use... Well, what was that other... There was another... Um, uh, auto rifle that was gambit related that everybody used yeah i don't remember i forget the name of it i'm just forgetting a lot of things today thanks brian I'm you're doing great <laughs> maybe if you don't remember wait until you remember yeah, yeah. i'm just not going to talk until i remember <laughs> no uh it's really really good but uh that's exciting i think that's going to bring auto rifles sort of in line with where some of the other weapons are going to be i don't know how much this is going to affect pvp though yeah they, there's i mean there's not a lot of whole pvp they they didn't PvP mention there. pvp except for like two things one thing that I made sure to note extensively was the hand cannon changes yeah. because this is going to affect the PvP meta. So first of all, 30% PvE buff. Great. I can't Sounds wait to good to Sunshot again. Nation of Beasts. Ooh. Yeah. Sunshot got a few more shots, by the way. Uh, reduce 12. 12 yeah. yeah. Reduce the effect the range stat has on damage range fall off. So effective range for this weapon archetype. So they're going to have more damage fall off at long range. Lightweight and adaptive use new firing animation when ADS. So the reason they're doing this is because that change was made to increase weapon accuracy when firing these weapons as fast as possible. What was happening, they're saying, was players can shoot faster than the recoil animation of 140, 50 archetypes. Wasn't this more so, of an issue on console? Well, they're fixing it. Yeah. So while the hand cannon looks to have fully reset from recoil, the following projectile will be shot as if the weapon was still in a recoiled state. So basically, you probably had to wait a little bit longer. So that's that's really good. I, I'm really, really happy that they're adjusting hand cannons. And it is being buffed in PvE, but with that damage fall off, I'm wondering if hand cannons are going to be brought down a little bit to make other weapons more viable. Probably, yeah. right, you guys? I, I would think that, too. I mean, like, when I think Destiny, I think hand cannons, but, like... It's nice to bring everything up to that power for most things, especially in Crucible or PvE. Yeah, especially with how bad uh, scout rifles have been. Speaking yeah, of scout for rifles, a, for like thank a year you, Brian. Thirty-six percent buff. They're not messing around with scouts. Thankfully, they're going to be usable again. Yeah, I know. We'll actually <laughs> be able to use scouts. Can I bring Polaris Lance back out of the vault <laughs> and use it again? Yeah. So that one was uh, really, really good. And those those are the three that were most interesting. To me, I'm I'm just excited that they're they're making weapons more viable in PVE because right now you kind of like I use my shotgun still. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I still that's use the only, that's my only, trench shotty. That's the only type of weapon on here that wasn't mentioned, right? Yeah, no shotties, no shotties, no rockets. Yeah, which uh, are both fine in their current state. So yeah, do you think you're gonna rock any of these weapons? You'll, we'll probably all test them out, right, Plessius? Yeah, I would test it out, but mm -hmm. I, I'm probably gonna be lame and just use recluse in PVE. Yeah. That's, like, that, that's, actually, that's fair. That's actually Speak. something that's crazy because yeah. that yeah. submachines are getting a buff. Yeah, so that means, I know. That means yeah. recluse is just going to be twenty-two percent better than it is now, right? Which yeah. is insane. Yeah. So 
if you got recluse, congratulations. It's going to get better. There were some notes about bows. Uh, mostly I wrote down the, a lot of the, the main weapons. Uh, sidearm, 16% buff. Machine guns, 25% buff. More damage fall off, though. So you won't just use machine guns, for example, in Gambit for those those kills. Right, right, right. Um, and et cetera. And then one, one of the exotics that I did write down is that Sweet Business is up 15% damage and has more bullets. And they reduced the one-two punch effectiveness almost... Like they watch Clad streams or something, where they just <laughs> where they're just poo pooing on monsters, poo pooing on monsters, yeah, like all the time from uh, the yeah. raids. They also increase the effect. I think you don't no longer have to be firing in order for it to get its reload when you step over a brick of ammo. I believe that was also part oh, of it. Wow. Really, for sweet, for sweet business. Can you check? Oh yeah, it says uh, this weapon no longer requires you to be firing to pick up ammo. Yeah. Damn. Hmm. Yeah, with all the reload changes, that's actually going to be quite. That's going to be nice. Yeah. So basically, um, not a lot of like reactionary stuff from the, this news. It's just cool. I'm really, really excited to get in and experience the new sandbox because now we know what's happening with the weapons. Last week, we talked about what's happening with armor, what's going to be adjusted. I am the kind of player that I will just kind of sit back. I will see the meta that people are playing with, and I'll adapt the parts that I like of it to my mm-hmm. play style if I want to. But if I just sort of fall into something that I like and somebody's like, hey, that particular weapon you're using doesn't have quite as good DPS as this one, I will adjust accordingly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what about you guys? Do you, how is this going to affect how you play going into Shadowkeep? Like, how are you going to start? You're probably just going to have on a bunch of crap and just see what happens and figure it out, right? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously the most exciting thing for me is the auto rifle buff. Yeah. So I'm just going to pull all these auto rifles that I've been wanting to use, mm-hmm. you know, since, they've, since they're mega nerf, and just run with those for a while and just see how they perform. Yeah. 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 My favorite thing is is like uh, when when like anything drops, whether it's like Destiny Two or like an expansion, and like there's a massive just change in everything. I love like the first two days where no one has a meta. Oh yeah, it's just it's just bliss. (laughs) Someone's in there with just stuff you don't see, and it's fun. And then a weekend, that's when everyone's gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna use blank. Oh, pulse rifle. It's almost like a like a it's a it's it's almost like a weird sense of freedom Mm -hmm. because you're not bound to any sort of like unwritten restriction yeah uh, i'm not doing it wrong you're not doing it wrong because there is no right yet because like you know all the top minds of destiny meta haven't figured it out yet so you're just like you know what? i'm gonna play with whatever i feel like right now because they all got buffs so i'm just gonna see what works and then so then somebody like you said like bless you said someone's gonna figure out what the best stuff is and then they're gonna roll with that it always uh, makes me a little sad when I'm playing and I have my good loadout, you know. Then my friend pops on his uh, monocle and he's like, well, actually, oh, yeah. Dado, you know, did some analysis <laughs> of the weapons and you are not in the current meta, sir. You're losing uh, 5.3% damage per... Wow, sorry. is Teddy in here? <laughs> <laughs> no, Teddy would do it I'm much kidding. nicer. But <laughs> Teddy would do it that's, nicer. That's sorry, Teddy, I love you. I don't even know if he watches uh, these. Two other small notes. So Phil Spencer and Pete Parsons did play Destiny together on the Xbox. That that was pretty cool. And uh, Phil did comment that he actually played his first game on the Scarlet during Destiny that stream. 3. That was a news story that we ran on IGN. Really exciting. Really cool to see these guys collaborating. But one other thing also happened last week, and I thought we could all take a second to reflect. Go ahead, bless you. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. He, they admitted to Destiny 3 being a thing? No, no, sorry, no, 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 no,
No, didn't you start doing the show like immediately? We after started the it. We started it. Dark, I mean, not me. Dark below. You and um, Jose started it. Me, Jose, with, like, and Alfredo. Alfredo. I probably yeah. was on it like once or twice, mm-hmm. like in the beginning. But I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I was on the first episode. I might have been a producer on the first episode. I'm the one that like made it happen, and then after that, I yeah, or maybe I was just a co-host. I don't remember what it was. Jose led the show for like two episodes, and he's like, "Oh my god, I got NBC. I'm too busy." But yeah, Uh, as host, he was on the show regularly, but eventually it kind of got to the point where he just couldn't balance everything. Where he couldn't host it, and like yeah, 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 but I think he was still on the show. He just couldn't help plan for it because he's got all this other stuff going on. Yeah, 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 for sure. Jose was great. I don't want to make that sound like that's throwing shit at Jose. He had a bunch of stuff. when he was here. So anyway, so five year anniversary. Probably been doing the show just about as long. Thank you, everybody, for watching. First of all, the show doesn't happen if you guys don't watch it, basically. I, I like to brag in the office, and I get a lot of shade thrown at me. I'm like, you know we're the most viewed show that IGN does for YouTube. Right. right? Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty get proud that of that. Casey, I'm pretty proud of that. Jonathan. <laughs> Ryan. I'm proud of that. We have other fantastic shows on IGN. Damon. Step your game up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, those guys are great. Cover content that people care about. I'm just kidding. Like Destiny. <laughs> I'm just throwing shade at them now. It's messed up. That's mean, Brian. You're not. I nice. love all of them. They do great work. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of this show, and this show wouldn't happen without support from you guys. Bless you. Guests like you guys coming on is like a huge help to us, and I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show to discuss with us. And with that said, let me throw it to you. I've kind of talked about the legacy of the show. Do you have any memories over your five years of coverage with Destiny or just playing as a fan? What what was something that really stood out to you as an achievement or something you remember about your time with Destiny that you wanted to share today? Um, for me, I have two things that are near and dear to my heart. It was the first time I uh, ever uh, ran Relic, a.k.a. like you were the tank of uh, Vaulted Glass for... Uh, who dropped Fatebringer? Uh, Templar. Yeah. And I remember, like, he was enraged. It was me and two other guys alive. It was, like, 3 a.m. on, like, a work night. And we were able to kill him, and Fatebringer dropped, and I was going nuts. Mm-hmm. That was probably, like, my number one. <laughs> and I don't think I would have made other characters if I wasn't trying to get Hawkmoon back in Destiny one year one. Yep. Because I wanted it so bad. I never got it. <laughs> I ran uh, Prison of Elders because you get free exotics from it. Nothing. I went and I got a Vault of Glass chest every week. Never got it. <laughs> and then what do they do? They nerf it. And then Xur sells it first week at King's, uh, not King's Fall, but Taken King. Yeah. And it broke my heart because it <laughs> sucked. Yeah, because like once it was gone, it w- it was not as it's good. Gone. Yep. I, <laughs> I want to say that might have been the last exotic I needed, and I like one of the first reaction things I shot was me getting Hawkmoon, and I was like, oh, I got it. Like, yeah, you know. So of course, like I lost my mind when that happened. I can relate, man. I feel your pain, but I did get to use it for like a month before they nerfed it, and it <laughs> it, it, was, it was glorious, man. When it would double proc like two in a row, oh, the oh. one shot headshots. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I'm over yeah. here in my my my. Oh, I was in Xbox world. Yeah. When Hawkmoon was a thing, <laughs> and so we got it after the super nerf. So. What about you, Brian? Do you have any memories? Yeah. Of your um, so. Actually, the first raid is also Vault of Glass. Um, I took a break from Destiny 1 after my first exotic was for a character class that I didn't play yet. <laughs> I forgot I, I was, I, I was back. That I was back before I really got hooked into Destiny yeah. and like, just played it as like a hobby. And um, I, I got my, my first exotic drop. Was, was I was a warlock, and I got it, it was for a hunter. I was just like, 
what the hell? I forgot. What the hell game? I and forgot. So that's I stopped how playing it worked. For a while. But anyways, so that, you yeah. know, fast forward a few months later and like Alfredo and Sean Finnegan were, were planning a raid together. And I was just mm. like, hey, you guys want to carry like a low level 26 through the raid? Yeah. And they did. And then like, but we got to the point just before you go fight Atheon, uh, that that giant chasm that you have to jump down to and then kind of scale uh-huh. that tiny yeah. that tiny strip along the wall. Mm-hmm. It took me 30 minutes to figure out how to do that <laughs> jump. Well, I actually didn't even figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. it's, this is just like 30 minutes of me just jumping and dying, jumping and dying, and just like Alfredo and Finnegan laughing at me. Yeah. I think Finnegan's told the story on Fireteam Chat a bunch of times. Probably. You were the uh, guy? Yeah, that was me. You were the guy who failed for like 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. I could, it's just like, they didn't tell me. That you snuck was, your way onto this they didn't show. Tell <laughs> me, so they didn't tell me that there was like these platforms that yeah. appeared and disappeared. And I was just down at this like other edge trying to make this long, long jump. And I would just die every time. And then eventually they just told, kicked me to orbit. They didn't kick me to orbit. They're like, all right, go to orbit. <laughs> they we'll, go to, you. we'll go to Atheon, bring you back in. And, uh, yeah. But I had a, a, another one. It's also with Finnegan mm-hmm. um, in King's Fall. Um, it's, more, it's more of a, like, you kind of had to be there kind of joke. But I was the, uh, what, did, what did you call when you're torn between worlds and you're the guy who has to carry the. Uh, yeah. Oh, or ascended? Go- I think I think sure. that's what it's I know what, I know what you're But you you about. have to go up and around and grab that. Yeah, that's really that. fun. Yeah, so I was that And then you dunk it. Yeah, yeah, so I was that person, you know, so we're just going around. We're having a pretty good time in this raid. Everything's going smooth. But I go I do the, you know, I do the platforms, get all the way up to the top, grab the orb, and for some reason I just I just I just you know, let out. All right, Papa's got the juice. <laughs> and, and like, I don't know why I said. I don't know why I said that. But everybody in the party just started laughing because it was just out of context and out of nowhere. And then we said, everybody was just laughing. We actually wiped. Yeah. Because nobody could like nobody could like kind focus. Of just, like, focus because it was just laughing that I just said Papa's got the juice. And like it, it was just funny because like Finnegan also like just loved that joke and carried it forward. Like to where yeah. he almost made like shirts <laughs> saying that. He wanted he wanted someone to design a shirt oh saying my God. Papa's got the juice on yeah. it. It was just it was a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think I think a lot of us have memories of times when we were just playing with people and we had these these funny moments that only the community of destiny really gets, you know, oh, yeah. like people can probably identify with your story of just somebody doing something silly during a raid and, and having that moment. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, my, my coverage of destiny actually started with people making jokes about the name because my name is oh, Destin yeah, yeah. and the, oh, the game being Destiny. I'm guilty of that. I did that a lot to you. Yeah. So like yeah. pre-release, like this was like a rumored speculative thing. And I was, I was always really excited and interested about destiny, but we did this dumb skit where I, said like it is not like my name my name is different my name is destined this is about destiny anyway i wanted um, to do a let's play series with you called destin's destiny but yeah so like <laughs> everybody had fun with the that in the ign office but then we ended up doing the ign first i did it with james faulkner and were you, you were there nope you were not there so it was me james faulkner ryan mccaffrey and we got to go to bungie and do our early coverage of it by this time, I had already known I was going to be really excited because we had seen the presentations at E3, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no idea that it would transform into a five-year-long coverage span. And during that time, being able to see GuardianCon emerge and shows like DCP happen and everybody else that started contributing to the community in interesting ways, data with his you know tech videos and getting to meet him in Vegas during some totally unrelated event, I think it was Evo, and just meeting members of the community like Blessius, who we have on the show today, uh, it's it's been pretty surreal. I never would have imagined that the game would have connected me with so many interesting people, uh, allowed me to go to Bungie and meet the people at Bungie, and mm-hmm. 
you know, just cover the game in the way that I have. So, so thank you to the audience. Thank you to anybody who's met me in person and give me the benefit of the doubt. Some people don't do that, <laughs> uh, that I'm not terrible and mean all the time to people, except for Brian. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, community. Thank you, Destiny. Thank you, everybody at Bungie for working on this game. Except CJ. Except for CJ. And <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's it's special. And I hope people recognize that. I hope Bungie, recon I think Bungie recognizes that largely. Sure. And I hope the community, even though we have our frustrations with the game constantly, remember that this game does, at the end of the day, bring us together to complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks. So thanks to everybody watching. Honestly, for the run of show this week, we didn't have a ton to go over. We want to talk about I everything like that's that was coming a lot of stuff. Everything coming down the line. Some of that's free. Some of that's part of the undying. Some of that's Shadowkeep. We kind of went over at the top of the show. But that's everything that I had for this week. Are there any topics that you guys would like to discuss before we head out, Brian? I'm good. Yeah. Bless you. You got anything? Uh, are you guys going to do Menagerie to get anything else? Because it's like, what, 3X? Rewards? Oh. Three times? Where did really? When did that happen? Uh, I think that's what I was told. That's wow. what I was told today. They, they increased at 3x. Wow, they increased awesome. the drops. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know it was community three. Event. It was a community was event, two. right? If we did something and they would increase the drop rates. Oh, maybe that was because of that. But I think wow. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. honestly, I'm in Borderlands land right now. Yeah, I, I know. I have I have four parts of Gears Five that I really want to finish. I am like, I'm I have almost to say thank you to Bungie for pushing back Shadowkeep, even yeah. if it's just more more development time, or if it's because they didn't want to go like uh, side to side. It would have been out this Borderlands. week, right? It would have been out next 16th, week, seventeenth. Right? So it would have been. Yeah. It would have been Tuesday. Yeah, we are very yeah. happy you delayed <laughs> delayed the so game. Yeah. Yeah. Delayed and it's a really good window. As actually. much as as excited as I am for Shadowkeep, I just did not want it butting up against all the stuff that's out right now. Yeah, we have all this stuff for like Shadowkeep coming along the way, and then we have like Death Stranding and some of these other games that yeah, we're really really yeah. excited to play. So yeah. Well, that's all we actually have for this week. Thank you to our guest, Blessius. Blessius, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me um, twitch.tv forward slash Blessius, youtube.com forward slash Blessius, and on uh, Twitter and Instagram as Blessius Plays. And okay. seriously, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, like, you guys are awesome. awesome. And Thanks for being on. Respect yeah, you guys you. a lot. Thank yeah. You. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. We're going to do the point now. So until next time, everybody, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.